right, Barker, should we just get it over with and call it Septembo? <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that one? I stole it from the Toronto Blue Jays uh, social media account. Uh, way to go. I'm just I'm being honest. Credit where credit hmm. is due. Hmm. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, Kevin Barker, a 3-2 win over the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, <laughs> what more can you say about Bo Bichette? Free, three for three, drove in all the runs. It's now 25 for 47, six doubles, seven home runs, 21 ribbies in 11 games. That's not bad. He's going to have to learn to work in the curtain call, though, isn't he? You, yeah. You, you're going to have to work in the curtain call a little bit there. Yeah, he's all business. But, look, we had John Snyder on today, and I asked him when was the difference. And it just seems like when you ask Bo, when you listen to Bo, when you listen to people around him, it's when he brought back the two-strike approach. And, you know, what happened to him in the at-bat before he hits the home or he gets hit in the face, I've, I've been there before. I've been buzzed, and it's very hard to keep the front side in. And I know the 1-1 pitch in his last at-bat when he hit the homer, the ball that was away was a ball. But that mm. might have been a blessing in disguise because that put him in his two-strike approach. The two-strike approach, Steph, against the guy that throws that slider, that coming into the game, I think we're hitting – Point ninety five off the slider. The only way you're going to hit that is if you're centered, if you're in your legs, you have good direction, and you can get to your finish. Do you think, oh, oh, when he hung the slider that he was trying to do all those things that I just mentioned? No, he had front side pull. He was trying to go back leg city. I just think sometimes it's meant to be, and meant to be was the umpire was having a really good night until that 1-1 one, one fastball that was about four inches off the plate and and all of a sudden, that put Bo Bichette in his two-strike approach. And then he went to work. He got the 3-2. He got the slider down. Yeah, it's a good pitch. But because of all the things I just mentioned, he's in his legs. He has good direction. He can get to his finish because of that little two-strike approach he's got. And, oh, by the way, he's got more confidence than anybody on planet Earth. He's... I give I give you this, Jeff. I uh, what was it? Topia had the leadoff single. He stole the base. Springer had a bat at bat. Didn't get the runner over. Blatty had a non-competitive at bat. Did you know this was coming? Like you just sometimes you know the guy's walking up at the right time. That guy, and this is what me and you've been talking about on Blair and Barker is somebody on this team needs to step up. And why shouldn't it be the guy with the best hair on planet Earth? You mentioned Rymel Tapia. We do have to give him a shout-out as well. Uh, facing a pitcher that I believe Ben Wagner said, I think the Jays, 14 at-bats, the Jays didn't have anybody reach base against him. Rymel Tapia gets on steel second. You could tell that he was, I wouldn't say it was in Jason Adams' head at all, but Jason Adams was paying attention to him, certainly. And then, as you mentioned, Bo Bichette comes through uh, with the big hit, a 3-2 Blue Jays win in the first of five games against the Tampa Bay Rays. As of right now, the Blue Jays are virtually have the virtual lead, I guess we want to call it that, in the wild card race. Of course, they've got four games left against the Rays, including the doubleheader tomorrow. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety five ninety five ninety is the text line. Kevin, I want to go back to Bo Bichette getting buzzed. Either hit the the C flap as they call it. It looked like it may have glanced up and hit the bill of the helmet as well. Bottom line is Bo's reaction, slamming the bat down, looking at the catcher, then going down to first base. And, of course, Jose Barrios comes in, hits the next batter, happens to be the catcher, uh, Francisco Mejia. We get warnings. And and I will say this, after the warnings were issued, the umpires kind of let it play out at that point because he did have another hit batter. Nobody made a big deal about it. 
and you know it was Randy Rosarain, and yeah, he you know he started the swing. So, but again, nobody made a big deal about that. The sides just moved on. But a, uh, I mean, a terrific start to what what should be a really good series, man. Absolutely. Well, the two coaching staffs didn't like each other. I mean, they 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 seem to have a beef. Well, you know, John, a John Schneider Schneider well, on Schneider action. It looked John's, like. Well, one Snyder was drawing a line to the other Snyder, telling them to come and get them some, which is kind of cool. September, it's getting a little cooler outside. There's two really good teams are battling. You know, one pitching staff's trying to beat one offense and vice versa. This is the way it is. This is If you're a Blue Jays fan, if you're a baseball fan, this is exactly what you want to see. And your best players of being your best players is kind of cool to watch. Just where Bo started the season, where he was at in the middle of the season, where he's ending up at the end of the season, you got to give him credit. I mean, everything that he's been saying, he's lived up to, and he's carrying this team right now. I, you know, I asked the question about the MVP on the team. Well, I think we got our answer. Mm, Matt Chapman made a couple of pretty good defensive plays tonight too. I'm yeah, he was he, he was 0 for 31 against the Rays until that <laughs> I little blue single to right. I so, hate it when you bring up facts. Uh, yeah, uh, I've got a uh, text here. I'm going to read it out because I've got Caleb Joseph in the booth still. Dean in Saskatoon. Bo with shades of Jose Batista tonight. All that was missing was a cameo from Darren O'Day. Gotta <laughs> love a guy. Gotta love a guy that can shove it down the opposition's throat. I just mentioned that because Caleb Joseph was had a ringside seat to some of the Darren O'Day, Jose Batista stuff that was uh, that was going on. I mentioned it; it's the first of a five-game series, Kevin. Um, this is kind of what we expected, right? You're playing the Rays. This is a Rays win. This is usually no how question. the Rays win. Bring up some guy from AAA that you've never heard of, and of course he carves you up because it's the Rays. Then you sure. bring in the bullpen. And these are the games that the Rays, you know, this is how the Rays have kind of made their bones. And, I mean, if you're the Blue Jays, you've got to be thrilled to come out of that with a win. Well, it's how the Rays win all the time. It's not let the other team's best hitter at that time beat them. What happened tonight? You know, Alejandro Kirk over there standing on the on-deck circle hasn't been having good at-bats tonight. And then all of a sudden you – I don't want to say that's a hanging slider, but that caught too much of the plate, 3-2 mm. to a hitter who's not missing that with two strikes. and. Jordan Romano comes in and does Jordan Romano things. I think I said that the uh, J- I think the Jays are now in a virtual tie for the first wild card. I think I gave them a little a uh, little too much credit. Jay in North York, you want to talk about the at bat with Bo, but from a different perspective. Yeah, you know when I was a kid, Jeff, and we're from the same vintage. They used to walk players uh, who could kill you and hurt you and beat you. I first mean, base was, was open. First base was open. Uh, Bo is on fire. Kirk's no slouch, but like Kevin said, he hasn't been having the greatest at bats, and he hasn't even been demonstrating too much power. Uh, the Yankees, Preview and Cardinal Stanton's coming back, brutally offensive. Let's keep pitching to Judge and let him break home run records. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, here's my question to Kevin. So we've discussed this before, and there could be an argument made that the Blue Jays' best chance to advance in the Wild Card Series is to finish in third go to Cleveland or Minnesota or whoever, as opposed to winning too many ball games and ending up, God forbid, becoming second place and going to Tampa for three or playing Seattle, who I think Tampa and Seattle are much better than Cleveland. So if you're in your last weekend series against Baltimore and you have the ability to shift your positioning, and it's so hard to do because of the batter, you're going up there trying to hit a ball, and as a pitcher, you're going to get guys out. 
But is there a possible situation where the Blue Jays could try and finagle their way into better positioning in Baltimore and not try and win a game because they know that if they do, they may end up going to Tampa for three. Or You know what I'm saying? It's like a weird mm-hmm. thing, but we discuss it in professional sports. Yeah, Jay, thanks for the call. Kevin, I'll let you answer. I don't think you can get too cute. And I'm going to throw this out here. Why aren't we talking about first place? Why the hell are we not talking about first place in this division? I mean, seriously. I, you scared of the Yankees? I tell you what, I'd rather face the Yankees in the postseason right now than Seattle. I surely yeah, I think, would. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I think that would be a, a very hard thing to ask a team who's you know done what the Blue Jays have done all season and tried to overcome certain things and, and people not performing at the levels that we all thought they were going to perform at. And you know, if if they're in the playoffs and and can line up their pitching the way they want to line it up. I, you know, I would think they'd try and do that, however that plays out. But, I, you know, I think they're going to give 110% every single time they go out. And it's John Snyder. Listen to John Snyder talk every single time. He always talks about the game that's right in front of him. He don't talk about two games or three games ahead or five games ahead. It's always that game. You worry about that game. You worry about managing that game. You worry about playing that game. You move on after that game. And I think that's sort of the mentality they're taking and right now it sort of shows everything is rolling the way it's supposed to be rolling. You beat a good team the way you're supposed to beat a good team tonight. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590, is the text line 3-2, the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, more particularly, Bo Bichette beating the Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays tonight in the first of five games. Want to talk about the pitching, Kevin want to talk about Jose Barrios, obviously, but I also want to talk about the way Jordan Romano approached that uh, that ninth inning. First eight pitches, I believe the first eight pitches were sliders. Gets a fly ball to Margo, gets Paredes, to stri- strikes him out on a slider. Then he goes to two fastballs. Then he throws a slider to get Mejia. Yeah, well, again, this is Jordan Romano. I think Jordan, a lot of the way he throws is the way the slider's feeling in in the bullpen. If he likes the way it's coming off his finger, he's going to throw it a bunch. If he doesn't, you'll see more of the elevated fastballs. Again, he pitches too, I do believe, to where he's at in the order. If he's got some aggressive guys, if he got lefties, he'll try and backdoor it. He'll try and backfoot it. He'll elevate the four-seamer. It's a lot about when he can throw both of them for strikes, he's got two different sliders. You know, the one little get me over, the one that he can eliminate hitters with, and now all of a sudden he's maintaining the 97 to a hundo. Look, is he elite? I mean, you could argue just because of the way he uses it. He's unpredictable with it, right? You, What do you set on? I mean, if I were facing him, I'd go up and look for the slider. But you can tell they sort of mix it up enough that it's hard to set on one certain pitch. And because he's locating both and because he throws so hard, this is why he's right now put him in the elite class of the closers in baseball, not just the American League. What did you make of Jose Barrios tonight? I think he did enough. You know, again, me and you've been having this conversation back and forth. You, you, you were on him most of the year. Now I've gotten back on him just because of the mechanical change he made. He can repeat the delivery. He's making in-game adjustments. Pitch the pitch, you can tell he throws a bad one. He'll actually self-correct on the mound. You can actually visibly see it, which he now he knows. He can feel it because his mechanics are so short and quiet. There's not a lot of movement to it. He can repeat it. Uh, you know, look, he what he faced, 27 batters, he threw 12 strike ones. That's not good. 
you know, you got to pitch ahead a little bit more. I mean, that's under 50%. That's not real good. Uh, he got 19 out. Six of those were three pitches or fewer. That's a big deal. Uh, leadoff hitter, other than that, a hit by a pitch in the seventh inning. They were 0 for 6 coming into that inning, so they were 1 for 7. Uh, lefties were 2 for 5 first, first time through. After that, the, the second time and the third time through, they were 0 for 8 with a walk and a hit by a pitch. He did enough, right? It was – Limit the damage when you do give up a hit. The only uh, the double that he gave up that he that he tried to go away and he missed down the middle uh, to the to Margot that he hit down the right field line. Other than that, they were singles. He did exactly what he was supposed to do against a good team. Keep your team in it this time of the year till somebody like Bo Bichette can run into one and win a baseball game, and that's exactly what he did. I would think that one of the happiest people in the ballpark when that uh, that ball went over the fence was Danny Jansen. Uh, the uh, throwing error by Danny Jansen contributing, or more than contributing, but setting the stage certainly for the go-ahead run for Tampa Bay. Uh, Randy Rosarena singled. Running on the pitch, ball four, a late call from the uh, home plate umpire, Brendan Miller, a late call. Danny throws the ball down to second base, a way over, air mails it to second base. Rosarena ends up on third and then uh, comes in on the, uh, on the fielder's choice grounder by by Margot. Uh, again, we get back to the, this whole thing about playing the Rays. Stuff like that seems to happen when you play the Rays. It and, does. Uh, well, you know, again, he's got to get it on top of the baseball a little bit more. He's got to have a little bit better finish to it. Uh, he's got to make a better throw. This time of the year, you can't make errors against good teams. It's got to be hard, though, Kev. That's a late call. I mean, you're you're geared I, up. I mean, that's, that's excuses. Stop making excuses for big leaguers this time of the year. They're a good team. Good teams, if they want to be great – they have to clean up little things exactly like that. And I'm sure if you walk up to old Danny Jansen and say, hey, do you make a better throw next time? He'll say, absolutely, that'll never happen again. Spoken like someone who was never a catcher. Well, look, I played in big big spots sometimes. I'm in, kidding. In winter ball, I played some first base. Hit your target. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's catch and throw there, bud. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 416-870-0590, star 590. You know I'm being egged on here, right? You know that. Absolutely. 590. Because he knows I'm right. <laughs> 590, <laughs> 590. 590, 590 is the text line. Um, we've got a lot of – why am I not surprised this is happening right now? Alden in Toronto. I don't believe we should trade either, but why is it there was so much chatter about possibly trading Bo and not Vlad when Bo's done so much to turn it around? Because he wasn't great. He's a struggle. Uh, Nick from Toronto, I'm so tired of the trade bow talk. We're lucky to have him. He's a generational talent. Uh, yeah, several uh, textures weighing in on that. Look, the, the whole thing with Bo and Vladdy, I mean, this gets back to the fact that I, I think a lot of folks just, just assume it's going to be hard for the organization to keep both of them. I don't think anybody's in a hurry. I don't think anybody's in a hurry to get rid of anybody. Uh, but it stands to reason that when you're looking at a team that's put together like this that has, you know, isn't is an un, has an unbalanced lineup is going to have to make some serious uh some serious offseason de- decisions regardless of what happens it's only natural that a guy like Bo Bichette would be talked about it's really amazing how a couple of two and a half weeks of, of just smoking hot where you just can't get out like you could try to get out and you can't get out how it changes people's minds yeah Bo's a really good player but at the time it was a, the talk of how do you get Juan Soto and if you had to give up Bo Bichette to get him well, you'd probably do it. Now, you wouldn't want the the, the Juan Soto that showed up in San Diego because he ain't real good. Last time I looked, what was he, like three for his last 40 or something? Not doing well. Yeah, we'd rather have Bo. 
But again, it gets, just gets back to what have you done for me lately? And lately, oh, Bo, looking pretty good. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. The text line is open. It is five ninety five ninety. Blue Jays beating Tampa Bay three two. The first of five games. We'll step aside, take a break, come back with more Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet five ninety. The fan. The Toronto Blue Jays have picked up their 37th comeback win of the year. They've improved to 79-61 overall. They have surpassed the Rays for second place in the AL East. They've moved to 5-6 and six against Tampa Bay this season uh, as well. And um, with with four games left, that, uh, that that could be could be crucial because the uh, at, at some point, I guess theoretically, Kevin, the tiebreaker could come into could come into play before b- between these two teams. Uh, another big night for Bo Bichette, a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth. It's his 24th home run of the year, six in his last six games. His 10th go-ahead homer of the year. Uh, he uh, finished the night two for three with three RBI. Again, he's re- based safely in each of his last 11 games, going 24 for 57. That's 5-11. Uh, Jordan Romano gets the save. He trails only Emmanuel Classe of the Cleveland Guardians for the most in the American League. And now the Bet365 standings update. Just download the app and see for yourself why Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book. 19 plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. A quiet night around Major League Baseball tonight, certainly as far as the wild card picture is concerned. The Yankees had the night off. The Yankees are still atop the American League East. They're 85 and 56, five and a half ahead of the Jays, six ahead of Tampa Bay. The Jays are five back of the Yankees in the loss column. Toronto currently holds the uh, first wild card spot with a 79 and 61 record. They are tied with Seattle, 79 and 61. And as I mentioned, Tampa Bay is uh, 78 and 61 and six games back of the New York Yankees. Kevin, we can talk about the AL East, can't we? I mean, why not? Doesn't it make, instead of worrying about why you get this matchup, that matchup, this matchup that you don't want here, you don't want to go to Seattle, win as many games as you can. Yeah. I I mean, the Yankees are, the the Yankees are are hardly bulletproof right now. I I would agree with you, but I think for me, it's going to come up two names, George Springer and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., those are the two guys. George Springer's hitting a little under 200 uh, the last 15 games, and, and Vladdy is, you know, like the eighth inning there, having non-competitive at-bats when it matters the most. Those two guys, for me, get red, smoking hot, and can join the party with Bo Bichette. All of a sudden, Jeff, now you can have the conversation because of the way the closer for the Jays is and the way that rotation, especially the first four guys are doing. Then you can come and talk to me. Until then, eh, it's going to be tough. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-590, is a text line. Uh, this was John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, talking about Bo Bichette's at-bat in the eighth inning. Describe what you were thinking as Bo went through that at-bat in the eighth inning there with Jason Adam. He was locked in, man. I'm, the fastball he fouled off down the right field line, uh, laid off a couple really good sliders, and then that's just kind of where he is right now. Um, laying off tough pitches and um, not missing pitches to hit. And I think the first pitch of the bat was probably the best one to hit. And then to hit that out with where it was is kind of just speaks to where Bo is right now. 
I mean, you mentioned that, and obviously we've seen a lot of that in the past few weeks. But for him, does, do you get the sense that basically he's going to be able to hit whatever pitch they kind of throw up there right now? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of he has that unique ability to really cover the whole the whole strike zone, kind of, and then some. Um, so he's definitely the dude you want up right now in any spot. Kevin, that uh, talk to me a little bit about that swing that, that put the ball over, just over the the fence here. As a matter of fact, from this angle behind home plate, you had to really, really, really look because it it, it didn't look at, at first glance as if it had cleared as if it had cleared the wall. Uh, certainly, Randy Rosarena played it up, but. Uh, Talk to me about that swing. Getting yeah. that, that the, the ball as low as it was. Yeah. Well, the the first thing you got to tell yourself is whenever he goes into his two strike approach, he's about 60 40. 60 40 means 60% of his weight's on his back leg, 40% on his front leg. The only thing you're telling yourself is get off your backside. You don't want to sit and spin on it because if you sit and spin on it, you're probably going to miss the baseball. You want to get off of it to where you can get to a finish. What did that pitch look like after he hit it? He got to his finish because he got off to off his backside. That's the whole point here is, right? It's you want to simplify the lower half. You want to, you know, simple movements with two strikes because you basically know what's coming. It's either an elevated four-seamer or it's going to be the big daddy yacker slider that Adam has. So all you're thinking if you're Bo Bichette is you want to drive down and through it. You want to get off your backside. You want to get to your finish and – Again, that pitch just caught too much to the plate. It was a decent pitch. It wasn't a great pitch to a super hot hitter like him. And the situation, I bet you if the Rays had it to do over with, you're either bouncing that or you're putting up some fingers and letting old Kirky try and beat you on the on-deck circle. David and Kitchener are saying he's a, he doesn't know if we should call this September or he says, I, I don't know if it's Botember or September. I'm also ho- hoping for Botober. I mean, I think a lot of people are – um, I, I've said this in the past. I mean, one of the reasons that I think there's so much focus on Bo Bichette, partly because, obviously, he and Vladdy came up together. But I, I really do think that, that fans in this city, fans in this city want to see a young, homegrown Toronto team do something. You know, they got the whole fall and winter to watch the Leafs piss it away again. They really do. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've got... They got a whole fall and winter to watch another year of Matthews and Marner and, and Nylander go down the pipe. They they want to see these young guys. They want to see these young guys have some success because we've Je- said this is a, this is a team you can grow with, and this is a team. In fact, I would argue, a large percentage of this fan base has grown with. Jeff, with the rotation that they have, at least the first four guys, we know about the fifth guy. They don't really have one. The closer that they have, ha- have all season the the lineup been hot all at the same time? Nope. Well, just think if George Springer, mm-hmm. Vladdy, Bo, Teoscar, and Alejandro Kirk all got hot at the same time, how good this team would be. It would be something to be reckoned with, and, and hopefully it gets hot down here at the stretch and they make a serious run at it. Joe and Mississauga, you want to give some credit to the manager. Yeah. Hi, guys. Haven't talked to you in a while. No, uh, he the moves he's made, uh, and I don't want to dump on Charlie. I thought he was a nice guy, but – but he wouldn't. He would be making the moves that Schneider's making. The four out saves, uh, bringing in a, bringing in Garcia earlier in the game, high leverage situation, dropping Bo to number seven, dropping uh, Hernandez. Not afraid mm-hmm. to make moves, and uh, he's managing. Like I keep saying, the guy's managing, and uh, we haven't had a manager like that since Gibby. <laughs> so that's what. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. Yeah, listen, Joe. I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate the call. I, I look. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I guarantee you, Charlie Montoya wouldn't challenge the Tampa Bay bench 
or wouldn't challenge a Tampa Bay coaching staff. No question. Uh, to uh, come out and get you something. He drew a line. He said, "Come the, on over here." The, the thing, you know, the thing I, the thing that I've, I've kind of, I've started to figure out about John Schneider is there were two things he could have done when he took over this job. He could have managed like his hair was on fire to try to prove to everybody that he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Or he could manage like a guy who is absolutely convinced that he is the best guy to manage the team this year and next year and the year after that. There's two ways he could go here. There's mm-hmm. two ways he could go. He's chosen the second way. He looks to me like a guy who is just, I mean, he's here. He's the manager of this team, and he's going to be the manager next year. I don't get the sense that John Schneider feels he has to prove anything to anybody. I I do get the sense John Schneider wants to win with this group because, again, he's part of this core, right? He was there with Biggio and Bichette and Vladdy when they were coming up. He's as much a part of this core like the, the, the guts of this whole thing, as anybody. So, yeah, well, and, it, well, you know, sounds, Kev, I'll turn it over to you. Well, it sounded to me like when Charlie was here, uh, you know, I can't speak to a whole lot of that, but just listening to everybody I was talking to, sounded to me like they needed a grown-up in the room. John Snyder's a grown-up in the room. Like when he talks, they listen. That's a big deal, right? Getting Jimmy Garcia to buy into coming in the mm-hmm. fifth inning on the road against a bad team because that game means something is a big deal. You got to talk people into it. You got to have buy-in to everybody and- saying we're all in this together, no matter what. And to to actually have people buying into stats don't matter. Huh? That's a big deal, Jeff. I'm also going to say this: that I, I I think the Garcia thing is really fascinating because. Here's here is a guy who is better when he has some rest. I mean, he's not a guy you're going to overwork. And I wonder, Kevin, if maybe this isn't this doesn't get the John Schneider's magic. Okay, we're not going to force the issue with you. We know you need your rest, but you're going to have to trust me that when I put you in the game, I need you. So I wonder if there isn't that trade-off there. Hey, I've got. I understand what your desires are. I understand what you need to do to be successful. This is what I got to do. So let's 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 try to find let's try to find some balance here. And and I really think that's what you're seeing with Yimmy Garcia in particular. Maybe maybe it just gets back to the the, the grown up in the room is telling guys to do things and and they're listening. Maybe that's it too. I'll give you some days off, but whenever I need to pitch you, I'm going to pitch you. That could be the fifth inning, the sixth inning, the seventh inning, the eighth inning, the ninth inning. When I need you, you're pitching. Uh, doubleheader tomorrow. We know that Alec Manoa has the first game. Uh, Mitch White, we're led to believe, will uh, start the second game. Um, we also know for Tampa that Shane McClanahan is expected to start uh, Thursday's game. I'm kind of with Buck Martinez. I think we – I wouldn't surprise me if we see a Corey Kluber appearance at some point in here, given the fact that he really didn't pitch that much in that, that, that game. Two-thirds against, of an inning, yeah. Yeah, two-thirds of an inning. Uh, it would stand to reason – to reason he's a veteran I, I i don't think it would necessarily be that huge of an issue for him to come in in at some point in the game but um you know kevin this to me look this you got your big you got your big boy going tomorrow and then you know this the the second game tomorrow is almost gravy to me it's almost gravy obviously you want to win as many games as you can but you're set up to win four or five to have a real good shot at winning four or five games mm-hmm. here 
That's why I think this first win today was huge. Yeah, it's enormous. Uh, Again, uh, this is what I see. I I think you see a pitching staff, a whole pitching staff doing their job. Now it's time for the everyday guys in the lineup to step up and do their job. 3-2, the Blue Jays have drawn first blood in this five-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays. Bo Bichette, the story tonight, driving in all three runs, two of them on a home run. Bo is on a heater, and as a result, the Blue Jays are on a heater. Cometh the hour, cometh the man. 3-2 is the final. Doubleheader tomorrow on Sportsnet 590, the fan of Sportsnet. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays baseball served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Need your wild side baseball fan. 